Joseph Scrimshaw. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw. In just a few moments, we'll be talking with our first guest, Ari Hotman. But first, I would like to talk to you about something I like a little bit more than I probably should, and that something is whiskey. Thank you for applauding while I sip. Now, I like whiskey for several reasons, one of them being the rather obvious, you know, high alcohol content, but compared to all the other boozes that I've been obsessed with in my life, I really like whiskey because it has the most contradictions. The word whiskey actually means water of life, and that in itself is a contradiction, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds lovely and romantic and poetic, and whiskey is all those things, but it is not water, and if you drink enough of it, it will kill you. I've never encountered a friend who has had a lot of whiskey in the next morning think, you are so full of life. You must be very well hydrated. Whiskey is truly a drink of contradictions. You, you can get so many different kinds of whiskey. You can get very fancy single malt scotch and you can sit there discussing the nose, how it's very fruity and the hue is smoky and the finish is very peaty and you'll be enjoying discussing this wonderful whiskey called <laughs> Basically, if you can't pronounce it before you drink the whiskey, you know you're drinking a very good whiskey. <laughs> you can also just walk down to a liquor store near like a college dorm and get like a big plastic liter of something called Canadian Thunder. I have no idea if there actually is a whiskey called Canadian Thunder, but there really should be. There's also a lot of contrast in how it's made. Like generations of Scottish people give their entire lives to make $300 bottles of scotch designed to taste like dirt. They give their entire lives so you can pay $300 to really taste that Scottish dirt. On the other hand, just some, some dudes in Kentucky can just leave some water in a wooden bucket for a couple of nights, and then you got a whiskey right there. Got a little something called Kentucky Accident, which also may or may not be a whiskey, but I think it should be as well. But despite all these contradictions, there's also something kind of universal about the way people enjoy all different kinds of whiskey. Several years ago, I went to Edinburgh and I walked into a pub, and before I could even order, an incredibly drunk Scottish woman kind of stumbled towards me and asked, for your benefit, I'm not going to do a Scottish accent. She asked me, are, are you a tourist? Are you going to do the normal tourist stuff, or are you going to have the real Scottish experience? So I asked her, well, what is the real Scottish experience? And she raised her glass very sloppily and screamed, getting pissed on whiskey. <laughs> I was delighted to discover that I've had the true Edinburgh experience in lots of horrible places all over America. <laughs> so I'd like you to all enjoy the true Edinburgh experience with me right now by raising your glasses and giving a nice, loud, drunken toast to whiskey. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our first guest, Ari Hopman. 
Hello, Mr. Hoffman. How are Hello. you doing? Hello. Hello. This is my first podcast. It's really it's your yes, first podcast. It I, will not be your last. Well, I, that would be I, I would I would certainly like to do more podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a creative plural. Podcast was very so that that brings us into a little bit of who you are. Yes. You are a professor of German stuff. Yes, right? yes. I'm actually a, a a lecturer in German stuff, which means a I'm lecturer. Which a lecturer. 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 lecturer which, which which means I'm much easier to get rid of, <laughs> and I don't have my own parking space. But I uh, I, I do teach uh, things German and uh, and uh, yeah German language and some linguistics and like that. The, what's the difference between language and linguistics for idiots like me? Well, language teaches you how to say the, the glass is on the table, and linguistics might tell you where the word glass comes from and, and why there's the word table in English instead of some more Germanic word. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're also an actor and a comedian. Jawohl. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm an actor and a comedian. Yes. So that was both that, language and a Schwarzenegger impression. Yes, exactly. Actually, that was, that was my Scottish accent. <laughs> You're somewhere between Arnold and Schwarzenegger and like a little Swiss girl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, that, and that's your Scottish. That's my Scottish awesome. accent. Yes, yes. Uh, so you were, you've also been in a Coen Brothers movie, a yeah. film, yes. correct? Yes, yes. Uh, 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 a Serious Man, which came out a couple of years ago. And uh, I was the guy in the doorway. Uh, <laughs> I actually did have a name. Uh, I was uh, Professor Finkel, head of the tenure committee. But I got to do all of my acting in a doorway. So I got to lean the entire time. And was it a, a true, actual, real door? Or did, was it, it a no, door? It was, it was a real door. It, it was even there before they got there. They, they did not have to build this door. It was not a prop door. Wow. Yeah. So did you have any interesting experiences? Did you learn anything from that? Uh, well, I, I figured there would be a lot of waiting, and there was. Uh, so I brought a lot of things to distract me. Um, but the best part is I mean, we, ha we had um, cheesecake twice at lunch. <laughs> that was, and I didn't think we would have anything like that. Was that, that a special delicacy for this particular film? Well, it was for me. I was, I mean, everything was new for me, but I mean, cheesecake twice. You know, in the, in the same... <laughs> I mean, on consecutive days. I was there for three and a half days, and, and I just three and a half days. So you had seven cheesecake. Yeah, well, no, I just uh, well, I'd probably in total close to it because that was it was really good. But I, I, I uh, but uh, yeah, first day nothing, second day cheesecake, se day after that cheesecake, next day nothing. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Did 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 somebody actually come out and say? Nothing for you, doorway guy. They, uh, they and then just, door two, or day two, hey, cheesecake, door guy. They just, they just, it was whatever was there. I mean, you could just go up and say, you know, they would say, what would you like? And I would, you know, they'd give you the food. And then if it was cheesecake, they would give you as much as you, you, you wanted. So it was, I guess, you know. Are you it, sure you weren't in a kindergarten? I don't know. I, I, I was, uh, I guess you were probably wondering if I took something away from it as far as acting experience. But it was mostly that. I mean, I was, I, I was, I was, you know. Uh, overjoyed, delighted to be there. I was yeah. just fishing, and I'm happy oh. to get cheesecakes. Oh yeah, I was. No, I mean, I was, acting it was fucking wonderful. boring. It was, yeah, it was, uh, but I know, it was a great time. All right, well, everyone let's, uh, was nice to me. No one kicked me or anything. It was, everyone was very, very sweet. You're cornering the market in pity podcasts. <laughs> what a way to start. So, uh, <laughs> let's get into your obsession. What yes. is your obsession? Well, one of my several obsessions is uh, presidential trivia. 
Uh, I'm very interested in the, uh, what most people would consider the uninteresting, uninteresting facts about presidents. Occasionally it verges into something that is interesting, excuse me, is interesting but rarely. Uh, it, <laughs> it doesn't mean I can answer any question about for the presidents, but I, can, I, I, I know a lot of, uh, of really useful No, I know stories. you to be very, very smart and have really good recall, so I'm oh. going to test it. Okay. How many presidents had wooden parts of their body? Wow. Well, you had, uh, you had uh, your George's Washington, and you had your, uh, gosh, um, well, let's see. No, he didn't get elected. Uh, and he moved. Well, there was at least one. There was, uh, there was at least one. That's, uh, and have there been any cyborg presidents that you know of? Uh, two and one is still in doubt. There's not, there's some question about Martin Van Buren. But um, actually Grover Cleveland had uh, some, some secret surgery, uh, jaw surgery, but it was not revealed to the general public because he didn't want any kind of um, panic, not because the president was sick. He didn't want people to, uh, you know, like any Wall Street reactions, oh, the president's sick, this is going to, you know. So he, he, was, uh, he had part of his jaw removed, and it was not revealed until years later after he had passed away. Was this a cosmetic thing? Or? No, it was, it was, he, was, he, was very, uh, he was very sick. Uh, he, was, he also wasn't that handsome, really. I he mean, was, not, he was right. not a great-looking gentleman, but there haven't been too many good-looking presidents. I mean, this is not, that's not what I, I hear music. Oh. <laughs> is, that is it Amazing Grace? Am I hearing that right? <laughs> Is it Bon Jovi? It's killing me. What is that? Just shout it out. What's the song? You know, Nixon and Truman both play the piano. It's, uh, Woodrow Wilson was fond of him singing. So your, your mastery of presidential trivia makes it so that you can take any bit of normal conversation and bend it into presidential trivia to suit yourself, right? Or television reruns episodes. I can, I can, there's really nothing. If, if, and when things in my life are, are uh, when I can't really get a grasp on them, I'll either relate them to the presidents or some, some sitcom episode from the 70s or 60s. It makes me feel more comfortable going through life. So if I just asked you some random thing, you could spin it into either of those topics? Probably. Probably. Although you, you have a very creative mind, and I don't know if I... Uh, I'm, I'm a little... I'm a little... Uh, it's no guarantee. Creative but. is a very nice way of saying asshole. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying creative. Uh, so, I like you. No, I like you, too. Right. <laughs> uh, so actually, I have a favorite yeah. president, and I oh, want to yes. see if you, you know how much trivia that you know about him. Okay. And that's William Henry Harrison. William Henry Harrison, born in 1773 in Virginia. He, uh, however, represented Ohio. Uh, let's see. He was a Whig, elected in 1840, although he ran in 1836 against Martin Van Buren and lost one against Martin Van Buren in 1840. In 1841, uh, he assumed the presidency, March 4th, uh, and delivered a very, very long inauguration speech in the rain. Some people say this was what led to his pneumonia. Uh, and he caught pneumonia and died 31 days after his inauguration, April 4th, 1841. 
His grandson, Benjamin Harrison, was also president of the United States. And he was the first, president, first sitting president to be photographed. You're like Wikipedia, but handsome. <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh, so he wasn't he the oldest president elected at the time? Up until Ronald Reagan, yes, right. he was the old. He was sixty-eight when he. Uh, and this is office. in like fourteen eighty-two. Yeah, this right? was a I mean, long, long, long time, time ago. ago. This was yes, yes. So you People, got like a sixty-eight-year-old man in the fucking dark ages. Yeah, I know. They, saying they, screw you, I'm going to give a speech without a coat to show you, you how not old I am. Yeah, the, the lifespan, the average lifespan was like eleven, you know, and he's <laughs> sixty-eight. And uh, yes, without a coat. Uh, and it was it was hubris that killed him, right? Because he was like, I'm I'm not going to wear a coat to show how badass I am. I want them yeah. to see my pecs. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that or he just wanted to show he was a regular guy, and he wasn't afraid to get down and dirty with you know the people and get wet for, with everybody. You know, for podcast listeners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ari is a, is a very uh, collegiate, professorial looking man. He's wearing a nice sweater. And he just made a Crips sign, I think. Yes, yes. It's, um, it's, it, it, it's my, my street background. I, um, I, I guess you could say, uh, in some ways, I, I am the streets. So back to William Henry Harrison. Yes, back to also, William Henry Harrison. a man from the streets. Yes, uh, yes, he was. He was a general. Uh, he was a general. He was a general in the War of 1812, and he also uh, participated in a lot of battles against Native Americans. Uh, and so that probably makes him very unpopular with a segment of uh, the population. Decent human beings, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> but, so, so the piece of trivia that I like him, not, not only the hubris of not yeah. wearing a jacket uh, mm -hmm. and being really old, but... His actual campaign, I am led to, to believe that his campaign is what actually caused the creation of the word booze. That, well, the word booze is, is, is difficult. Uh, some people say there actually was a person named Booze who, of course, conveniently doesn't have a birth certificate anywhere. Um, booze, booze conspiracy. The booze conspiracy. Like the Thomas Crapper conspiracy. Can I say that on a podcast? Crapper? Crapper. Thomas yes. Crapper, supposedly the inventor of the flush toilet. Um, but you would have to ask Did Professor... Did you say supposedly? Supposedly, yes. Okay. Supposedly. I didn't know that was a controversy as well. That, oh, there's a lot of... Con in the world of etymology, word, word history, not insects. Okay, well, there's booze and toilets is too much to handle at once. So that's, <laughs> that's a lot. So let's go back to booze. Let's go back to booze. So here's, here's my understanding, okay. is that he had this uh, campaign uh, mm -hmm. where he, he was attacked for just sitting around in his log cabin drinking hard cider. Hard cider. In, in an early spin attempt, mm -hmm. he was like, fuck yeah, I'm a regular dude. I do yeah. just sit around my log cabin and drink hard cider. So they put a bunch of his promotional material on cider mm -hmm. that was allegedly brewed by a dude named Booze. Ah. And then it, so it said Booze on the bottom. And it, because it was so, this campaign was so popular, we're like, yeah, old dude who drinks, he's one of us. That, that, that everybody bought the hard cider and then had, they read Booze on the bottom and just started calling all alcoholic beverages Booze. This I did not know. This I, I knew about the hard cider part, but I didn't know about the booze part. But, um, but also uh, the, uh, during the campaign, you know, they had uh, uh, Tippecanoe and Tyler too. He was the the hero of the Battle of Tippecanoe, and then Tyler was his vice president. And no one really thought about him until Harrison died on April fourth, and then 
there was a big crisis because the Constitution at that time did not say the vice president shall become president if the president dies. It was what, this, what did it say? Just if the president dies, whatever. What? Well, it was it was this strange legal uh, this strange sentence that said if you know uh, if the duties cannot be uh, duties of the president cannot be carried out because he's dead. He's dead. Then the same shall devolve upon the vice president. The same shall devolve yes. upon the... Yeah, I yes. think I've read that in, like, hotel room porn descriptions. Oh, The same yes. shall devolve on. So <laughs> when, did the, when did this interest in presidential trivia come into your life? When I was wee, um, I had a book on Abraham Lincoln with a lot of cool pictures, a lot of cool photographs. And I thought he had a really... Uh, I, I just was intrigued by his, his, his face. And then... I, it sort of went from there, and then uh, 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 I guess it was already I in existence because uh, at an early birthday, uh, this kid around the corner uh, bought me what was called the President's Game, and it had little coins of all the presidents, and you had to fit them into these semi-gooey circles so they would stay. So uh, why, why were they, how were they semi-gooey? Well, you, they wanted to make sure they stuck in the little circles, like, you know, like those coin collection okay. things, you know, put the presidents in I, the, I've never collected uh, coins, yeah. so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy learning about the history of booze to collect coins. Booze. But I, uh, yeah. So that was, uh, must have already been there at a very early age. So, okay, so let's get down to the actual, the, the true heart, the heart of the obsession. So the we've learned about... We've learned about uh, you know how much you know about it and, and how it came into your life, yes. but why? Why, when I asked you for an obsession, did presidential trivia come to your mind? Well, I thought my, my Hitler obsession would not be really... <laughs> That's kind of touchy with the affiliates, you know. So I'd say that you know that was uh, that's definitely number two on the you know list. Uh, number one would be the president. Uh, yeah, because I well um, because I think if you if I look I, I looked at my bookcase to see how many books I had about the about the presidents and I have a nice big thick book on on. You had like on one more president book than Hitler book. One more than Hitler. Yes. Yes. So um, yes, that's 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 why. So you I, I I think you're still evading me a little bit here. No. Aren't? Oh yes. So I don't want to do that. You have coins, you have books. Yes. <laughs> but you got them for a reason. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't know because between looking at that Lincoln book, which I didn't, I couldn't, uh, or I, which I looked at before I could even read. My poor grandmother would read me the captions of the pictures and she had no interest in this. So between then and getting the, the president's game, uh, some, it had already bloomed. And I didn't know much about the pres you know, I didn't know much about the presidents except what they looked like on these little plastic coins. Then I opened up a history book, an American history book, and there was a picture, big full page picture of Grover Cleveland. Thought, oh my god. <laughs> that so, beast of a man. Yeah, the beast of a man. It's, he's not this is more interesting than the little coin. This is like a whole so thing. he saw larger and larger representations exactly, exactly. of the presidents. Yeah. And he so became they, more interested in them. Yeah. At what so, point did you see a giant president? Oh my, that, that was at, uh, let's see, it was at the Little Professor Bookstore on the corner of Nine Mile and Coolidge. And I, I was joking. What is a giant professor that you little, saw in the bookstore? Little Professor. That was the name of the bookstore. The little, little, professor. little Professor. And I opened it up and I said, Dad, look. Look at this big picture of Grover Cleveland. We should get this book. 
And he said, you know, we have this book. You just never bothered to open it. And then after that, it was, man, it was Grover Cleveland. It was, you know, your Martins Van Buren and your uh, Williams McKinley. And your, uh, so you're saying Grover Herbert Cleveland is a, is a gateway president He was a gateway you. president. He was just the beginning. It was Lincoln, then Grover Cleveland, and then... Uh, and you know Washington, you would you would figure you know that that would be a big big thing, and it was. Yeah. I figured everyone else was doing Washington. I should go with Cleveland or Benjamin Harrison or something like that, or uh, you know, Rutherford B. Hayes, you know. So that's yeah, Rutherford B. Hayes, who incidentally won the narrowest electoral college uh, victory of any president. Really, one vote. One vote. Wow. Yeah. It's a big long story that would probably take up much of the podcast, but I don't <laughs> want to do that. So. Uh, before we begin to wrap up, do, yes. do you have favorite president stories? Do you have favorite president trivia, little bite-sized? Well, gosh, uh, there's so much. Um, <laughs> there is so much. I, I uh, gosh, what could I, uh, I mean, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of, I try to keep track of first presidents to do this or last presidents to do. The first president to have his voice recorded was Benjamin Harrison. He was out of office, but this was a guy who was president in 1889, and his voice survives. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, first president who spoke on the radio, or first president to be photographed or filmed. I'm always interested in things mm -hmm. like that. Um, um, uh, I, I was reading a lot about uh, Herbert Hoover, believe it or not, uh, and he gets... I believe it. Yes. <laughs> and he gets a really bad rap because he couldn't really do much about the Depression, but he was such a... He, he was so dedicated to public service before his presidency. I mean, that was his whole life. He, he dedicated his life to doing great... And my favorite thing about Herbert Hoover, mm. uh, for a while I worked in a museum that had a president's exhibit oh. come through it, and mm. obviously I just stared at the William Henry Harrison section yes. and ignored almost everything else. But... Somebody had written a book ap after Herbert Hoover got in the office on promises to do something about the Depression mm. and failed. Mm. And the book was titled, So What Now, Herbert Hoover? Ow. I Ow. know. Published book. A published book. You know, I can't believe I... They're like I, having like, WTF, Obama? Jeez. You know, I, I, can't, I, I can't believe I, I almost forgot to mention this. When I was in high school, um, William Henry Harrison was having his 210th birthday. Um, <laughs> you you and, say and, that like he's secretly still alive. No, well, yeah, he was. Well, but, and my friend, I, I sort of dragged my friend Mike into this. We, 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 we did a little countdown in different classes. And then on his birthday, February 9th, uh, we had actually T-shirts made up. Uh, <laughs> what did the T-shirt say? It was just a picture of William Henry Harrison. It's a big fuck-all picture of William exactly. Henry Harrison. Yeah. We only made two because it was expensive and we didn't have any money. But we was there anything on the back like uh, no. William Henry Harrison forever? No, or no, like no, no. We we didn't have enough for the back, just for the front. But I, I it would have been terrible if I hadn't just recalled that. I, I was, uh, and we bought a little cake, and then you know you, you buy the little number uh, candles, and it was strange to you know because I don't think they'd ever sold three number candles, two, one, zero. You know, usually people don't live that long. No. no. It was, it, was it a good party, just the two of you? It was not bad. Well, we did it with in, the, in our history class, oh, American okay. history class. And was it cheesecake? Uh, no, it was uh, what's called Sanders Bumpy Cake. <laughs> All right, our, our, our next uh, podcast that we do together, or podscast, mm -hmm. we'll talk about cake trivia. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll read up. Okay, so let me, let me try to summarize your obsession with presidential trivia. Go ahead. Clearly, from a very young age, 
You are a very intelligent, articulate man who is, has a huge ability to retain facts and recall them. You need somewhere to deposit these skills, and you're given some coins with some presidents on them, and, and they sink into goo as the presidential obsession sinks into the goo of young Ari Hopman. Yes. Then you continue to see presidents in different places, their images always getting larger. <laughs> larger and larger. Larger and larger until you find yourself doing some sort of like strange birthday party for a dead man. For a dead, yes. That, that's, that really sums up my life in a most... You know, and if, if I just had slightly better depth perception, I would have been out playing baseball. You know, but I, I, I couldn't do that very well. Or so. bases ball. Or bases ball. Bases yes. ball, indeed. Indeed. So indeed. I'd like to wrap up all of sure. uh, my podcasts with uh, some smarmy, pompous questions. Oh, okay. Are you ready for some yes. smarmy, pompous I, questions? Yes, I'd just like to say I don't consider you smarmy and pompous oh, in any way. Well, thank you. Let me see if I can change your mind. Okay. Ari, if you could hunt any monster, what would that monster be? Grover. <laughs> Not, not Cleveland. No, not just, Cleveland. Just Grover. Just Grover. Just Grover. Okay. Just okay. Grover. Just Grover. Actually, I, I, I must say I love Grover. I'd probably hunt him down just to just meet him, spend time with him. And, you know, this is how nice you are that you well, feel the need to apologize to a puppet. He's, he's just so You don't delightful. want to hurt Grover's feelings. He's so cute. You he, know, is. He's, he is. And, you know, and, and I like the way Sesame Street brought monsters you know, out of the closets and under the, from under the bed to make them friendly to kids. But, uh, I, so I probably wouldn't kill him. Radio listeners, he just did the gang sign again when he said that. Yo, what up? <clears throat> okay, so if you were a member of the Marx Brothers, what would your name be? Machismo. <laughs> and to follow up, what would be your shtick? I'd be really good at geometry. So the other, I mean, uh, there would be... Um, <laughs> you know, the other brothers would be doing really good stuff, and I'd say, oh, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I would have to have a funny voice to contrast with the others, but I would say, oh, you know, hey, look at the angle we have to, uh, you know, throw this bag of peanuts to hit this guy. You know, because you know, that happens, like duck soup, you know, they, they, there's a whole peanut vendor sketch, and so I, uh, no, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say I'd be an interesting Marx brother. No, full of full of contrasts. Yeah, full of contrasts. And finally, Ari, yes. what is happiness? Being with you. Aww. ladies and gentlemen, Ari Hopman. Thank you very much. Thank you. Obsessed. Obsessed. Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw.